think I, I think I could learn this song on guitar within a so? week. Yeah. Right there, that part. Who can learn it fa- faster, you or Woods? Ah, uh, me. You already pissed Woods off ten seconds into the show. Well, I wouldn't have to be looking in the mirror while I was learning it. I could <laughs> just play. Putting dots on his uh, on his guitar, where to put his fingers and <laughs> Red shit. And blue. Yep. He did the funniest video. I tell you what. Here's the other thing, Dave. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Mookie Betts because I just have a weird vibe. Look, I'm going to say it. Nobody has said it. There's been a lot of talk about who would go in the deal, who wouldn't, who's who is considered untouchable of the prospects. If Boston calls and they want Bo Woods, he's in the deal. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking kid is so funny. Steve's doing a video with. Did you see that? Last the one night? where he's playing the drums. No. Well, God, yeah, he's gonna throw his shoulder up. Well, dude, he has the phone right next to the sticks. You're gonna break that screen. Yeah. Last night he had uh, he had Bo saying uh, Mookie. <laughs> it's so funny. But hey, man, sorry. We need the excitement and. Right? You want to dance, you got to pay the band. So, Bo, hey, man, you're going to love Boston. And more importantly, Boston's going to love you. (laughs) Immediately, you'll already be the best-looking one there. The funniest shit ever is, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, not a Wahlburger. Woods burger. Um, The greatest shit, and he, I was going to tweet this out, and I didn't because I'm classy. Robbie Erland signed today with Pittsburgh for a million bucks. And I almost sent it to Hannah. Now, oh, I, I sincerely, I, I don't know if Robbie Erland at some point asked her out. I don't know. I thought they did go out on a date. I don't know that for I sure. Think, I think that's the case. Okay. And so I don't want to speculate. They weren't say, together at the time. No, I got it. Okay. wasn't like she was running out on woods while no, he was doing a no, no, fucking no, no. fantasy baseball camp. <laughs> right. But I, he goes, uh, Steve tweeted out tonight, hey, Hannah, sorry I'm not a millionaire, but at least. I don't make you live in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I'm like, if fucking Hannah was in Pittsburgh, she'd be making about $2.2 million hosting Good Morning Steel City. No kidding. Yeah, so if I'm him, I'm like, stop talking and just <laughs> accept the win, shithead. <laughs> I have a weird feeling. Yeah. I, and look, we're taping this. It's 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. January 29th. We usually say the date, so it's January 29th. I don't know anything, which a lot of people are like, yeah, we know. Um, I have a very, very weird feeling that Mookie Betts is coming to the pods, and I'm a, I'm even going to call my shot more. Okay. I could be completely wrong. I think it happens tomorrow. I think it On happens. January 30th, you're saying. Yes. It. I think it happens January 30th. I think when Marte went... To Arizona, to me, is when I felt like San Diego was all in on Mookie Betts. Now, John Heyman's full of shit because John Heyman writes tonight that the Pirates are in the market for a center fielder and that they asked for Margot in the Marte talks and uh, the Padres said no. And it's like, sure. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, give me a fucking break. Oh, no. Take my eyes, but not Marte. Please. Margot. Jesus. We're begging you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, stop. It's immediately when you click unfollow. <laughs> um, I have a feeling Margot will be at the Hawaii in a couple of years. Both right. out of baseball. Fuck, he'll be, uh, he'll be sitting with Mike Pomeranz 
on the days when Sweeney's yeah. doing Fox Sports 1 or <laughs> Little League World Series or whatever the fuck he's off doing. Yeah, Margot, hey, great to have former Padres center fielder Manny Margot here. And he'll be sitting there smiling. Him and uh, who is the catcher? Austin Allen. <laughs> Those three fucking guys sitting up there. Happy birthday to Mike Pomeranz. It was his birthday this week. Is that right? Yep. Good for him. Uh, right. How old is he and how much is he worth? 58. 58. He looks great. 58. Holy shit. And he's worth 125000 God damn. You're never getting invited. Fuck him, dude. He's a Clemson fan. He is. <laughs> a good guy. He's one of my favorites. All right. Well, hold on a second. A couple things. Let's go to the Mookie stuff. This is the yeah. juice. This is the good stuff. Tell me the trade that you think is going to happen, and I'll tell you what I think. All right. So I I like Casavell. I think AJ does a really good job. I think Dennis Lynn does a good job. I like AC a lot. AC's been nowhere on this deal. Yes. Um, but I. Why get do you it. like AC a lot? I do. He's always just been cool to me. Like, I know, I, but not that. I'm just saying, as far as doing his job. I think I think this beat. I bet if we asked him, this beat admittedly has been a lot more difficult Absolutely. than the Charger beat. Oh, couldn't agree he more. He had insanely good connections in the NFL. The Chargers, as an organization, for him, um, he had a lot of go-to guys. Now, I don't know specifically who they are, but yeah. I know who our go-to guys were, and they were good. And it's very, very evident to me that this Padre team keeps everything really close to the vest. Yeah. And it's it's I would think, Dave, that's gotta be a, a struggle. Exactly. To be on that beat. They just I don't know, could be completely wrong. But when you and I were covering that team and we had Boach and we had oh, Kevin yeah. and we had Larry and we had others. And we had Tony Gwynn. God, Trevor and yeah. and just I mean, I don't think the players talk to – and it's not a shot at AC. I just don't think he has the relationships in baseball that he had in football. Right, and it, it makes it tough. But I I know he's grinding, trying. Yeah. We know it's tough because Krasovic used to tell us how tough it was. But but Kras had the beat. Kras had a different life. Kras had the beat when he was the only guy in town, but Tom was in a tough situation that if you start going crazy and writing everything, they're going to freeze you out. Yes. They didn't have anybody they could give it to, but they're going to freeze you out. But circling back to what Cassavell wrote today, Cassavell wrote that it could be uh, Will Myers and Cash, Camposano, uh, Lucchese, Naylor, and I felt like was there it was Quantrill. Yeah, probably Quantrill. And you look at that and you go, well, fucking do that right now. Let's go. Run the release. But the question is, now I've seen two different things tonight. I saw Cassville Wright and a couple others that uh, WEEI said that David Price is not part of any deal. But then I saw a thing tonight that said if they're going to get the Red Sox to take that whole. Jesus, scared the hell out of me. Uh, if they're going to get the Red Sox to take the whole Will Myers deal, then you may have to take David Price back. Yeah. Because why would they take Myers? Right. Because Mookie makes $27 million. And he's off the books. And he's off the books. And you're moving him. So it makes zero sense and for Dum them to take Will Myers. And Dum Dum makes about 63 over the next three years. Yes. So 
hey, listen, we're going to take 27 off your hands, but to help us out, right, you got to take 63. Huh? Sounds good. Okay. At least you and I are on the same page so far. But got it. I, that's what I think. Um, Which I, one of those guys that you mentioned hurts the most? None. Even the catcher? I was told by somebody that I trust that there may be some questions about his makeup. He wears makeup. No, he doesn't wear makeup. What's wrong with him? I know. I heard when you said that, I flashed back. I was thinking about 70s insults just to go off, <laughs> just to go off topic for a second. <laughs> and like if somebody said to you in the 70s, oh, he doesn't wear makeup, you big fucking queen. You'd be like, whoa. <laughs> like, like if, if anybody, like Dave, if you were driving and somebody just yells at you, hey, slow down, you fucking queen, you'd be like, what? Royalty? My royal, like, so I'm sorry. When you said makeup, I'm like, I'm like, at, some, at one point that was like, I'm taking my watch off, motherfucker. We're fighting. Dude, um, I love 70s and 80s insults. They hey, fuck me you, spaz. Yeah. It's another one, right? That's a good one, yes. Spaz. Yeah, dude, they're all great. So I'm sorry. It just entered my head. Like, I almost just blurted it out when you're like, he wears makeup. And I almost just yelled at you. No, he doesn't, you fucking queen. And I was like, well, I better, I better set that up. So, but apparently in 1973, that was hold my beer. We're yes. going out front. That's true the chico club and we're gonna fight um i don't know yeah i mean when you hear he's the best catcher but here's the deal dave i i refuse to do what everybody does yeah we invest so much time and effort blood sweat and tears in fighting and yelling and screaming about patino yes i've actually seen him pitch yes i saw him pitch at elsinore he was okay Oh really? But you weren't you weren't blown away. He got knocked around that night when okay. I was there. I under- was that last year or two years ago? I believe it was two years ago. Okay. Look, I understand one night yeah. doesn't make the guy, but I saw Paddock pitch there, and I saw Gore pitch there. Yeah. And again, one night doesn't make it, but I watched those two and you go, Whoa, that was really cool. The catcher that I remember watching was Luis Torrens, who had been up as a Rule 5 guy and was throwing dudes out from his knees like Benito, and you yeah. go, shit. But the other guy who was insanely good when I was there was Buddy Reed. Yeah. And we shipped his ass out of town yeah. to Oakland. So I don't know. But all these people jumping up and down because Baseball America or USA Today or whoever the fuck else – Rate somebody 1, 5, 10, or 50. You don't know shit. I'm with you. AJ drafted these guys. They scouted them. They developed them. They coached them. Yeah. And now they look at them and go, yeah, this guy's really got it, or he may be a 4A guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we've seen a bunch of those. So I don't I don't know any of these dudes. Are we going to be broken up if Naylor goes? No, no, not at all. But John Heyman actually writing in print, that the Padres would resist trading Margot to get uh, Marte to me, I just fucking laughed out loud. Yeah, I'm, go, I'm if they you. do, then I have more concerns about this team. No way. 
But yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like if if they want Quantrill, I just don't get from a Boston standpoint how you're able to sell that. And if I'm a Dodgers fan, I'm like, dude, come on. But maybe they call the Dodgers and say we're only taking Gavin Lux. Yeah. And that's what the Indians did with the Dodgers when it came to Lindor. Well, it sounds like for the Padres, too, from everything you hear, that they went crazy. But I had a friend of mine say tonight, now that Chris Bryant lost his grievance yes. case and he's with the Cubs for two more years, do, do you circle back to Jed and Theo and talk about a Contreras slash Chris Bryant deal? And I go, well, if you're doing that, then they're saying... It starts with Gore. Of course it does. It starts with Gore and probably Abrams, right? Yeah. And Trammell. And I don't know. Maybe you look at that and you go, yeah. Two proven major leaguers for a couple of guys. I mean, we know what Gore's going to be. We have a strong feeling. But maybe you go back and you go, no, but I'll do Patino. I'll do Trammell. I'll do uh, Will Myers. <laughs> and God. God. Take advantage of this right now, Theo, while I'm weak. <laughs> I'll give you Will. Fuck. The, for me, there are the, the two guys that that I would hate for them to see let go, obviously, are going to be They won Gore. 72 games. And so, yeah. But the two guys I'd hate to see let go would be Gore okay. and Patino. And the thing is, I'm just saying, from the outside, watching video of those guys, the high is that Gore is looks like Clayton Kershaw. Oh, yeah, he's great. And Patino looks like Pedro Martinez. Right. Now imagine if that's what they turned out to be. <laughs> insane. It would be insane, right? So for me, those are, are the two guys you, you just don't touch. But any, anyway, that's just for me. I'm a huge Mookie Betts fan. Always yeah. have been. Has a great swing. Uh, great athlete. 27 years old. I was looking up some of the stuff that he that he's done. I don't know if you ever watched some of the videos of slam dunk contests. I mean, he's just not a big yeah. guy. Can dunk like he's freaking six foot eight. Yeah. He bowls all these perfect games. He's just a crazy athlete. He's like Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig. Yeah. Yeah. He he grew up in the in the same neighborhood where my parents live right okay. now. Or my you know, where my mom is right now. And so I, I just kind of found it was it was interesting. King Dunlap, same area. Um Jalen Ramsey. Oh yeah. Say, same exact area, all from the, the same area. And then you got Mookie Betts. Well, Mookie Betts, not just because he's a Nashville guy. But he, he's a guy a guy you'd love to have in the community. Where's the uniform? Well, the downside is he's a free agent at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And you're looking at some of these numbers that Boris is asking for already. When he's mm -hmm. talking 12 years, $420 million. Jesus Christ. Right? I mean, you're sitting there. I don't care what team you are. I don't care if you're the 27 Dodgers. 27 right now, right? Yeah, so it's 27. Take 39. So 39. Yeah. Well, the Dodgers, as everybody knows, doesn't do 12-year contracts. Yeah. We saw what happened with some of these guys like the Angels. Basically, you're going to be paying them. For seven, eight years, and then you aren't going to get the production that you once thought um, was important to you. But he's he's really good. So how much are you willing to trade away? And that's the question I'm sure the Padres are asking, that the Dodgers ask, are asking. Um, not having to take David Price is huge, right? And mm -hmm. I haven't heard the, the David Price rumors at all coming back to the Padres, that you yeah, have to take him. Yeah. But for the Dodgers, you hear that all the time. If you want bets, you got to take Price. Yeah, you got the money, dick. Which... <laughs> Which is really weird to me. It's great that they're saying, "Hey, you you have to take Will Myers," and the yeah. the Dodgers don't have anyone that they're asking you to take. Yeah, it's a clean trade. What I'm saying with the Dodgers. Yeah, and they're like, "No, no, no, no! You got to take David yeah, Price. You're taking him. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> remember how you took Carl Crawford and you cut him and you yeah. paid him for three years. You're about to do the same thing for David yeah. Price, and you're gonna like it. 
Yeah, that's that's it. But you think still tomorrow on January 30th that Mookie Betts will yeah, be a Padre. let's do it. I really hope he, he comes here. I just I think, think that great. would be awesome. And and not to say Machado wasn't big because it is big. I mean, I don't, oh, yeah. I'd put him like, you know, I don't want to say same level because Mookie Betts was an MVP. But I like the way Mookie Betts plays the game. I just like yeah. everything about him. Everything about him. Well, then the next thing you hear is who the fuck's going to take Hosmer, right? Because at that point, if you don't move Naylor, then you're like, all right, well, we got to get Hosmer out of here if we're going to have any chance to re-sign him. And now you start looking at, okay, how much should you get away from Myers? And now can we get Hosmer out of here and have a shot? Now, somebody, I've, I've talked to a lot of people the last couple of days. Yeah. And the feeling is that Boots, uh, Boots, uh, Mookie Betts <clears throat> apparently has said to people that he would like to play here in quotation marks. Okay. Well, here could be San Diego. It could be Anaheim. It could be yeah. L.A., right? But, yeah, I mean, and who wouldn't want to play here? Yeah, I understand. Like, who wouldn't want to play here? But I think it's great. Here's the thing that made me laugh yesterday. Made me laugh yesterday was somebody tweeted out in 1998, the Padres traded Derek Lee and two other guys for a one-year rental for Kevin Brown. And this entire town lined up to jerk that guy off. Oh, 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 brilliant. Well, yeah, the difference was, fuckhead, that on that 98 team, yeah. You had Tony Gwynn. You had Steve Finley. Yes. You had Greg Vaughn, who's a 50 home run guy. You had, uh, wasn't Ricky here? I mean, you had Caminetti here. You had Trevor Hoffman in the bullpen. Yes. You had Ashby. You had Hitchcock. You had, fuck, Joey Hamilton was on that deal. I mean, you had pitchers in place. You had, you felt, I'm trying to think, wasn't Chris Gomez the shortstop on yeah. that team? You had everything in place except an ace. Right. Hernandez and, yeah. uh, Jim, uh, Jim Loritz, <laughs> a fucking guy. Um, you had a lot of pieces to the puzzle already there. Yeah. And Kevin Brown, a legit hammer. And while Derek Lee, you were excited about and you go, yeah, you went out and you got the one guy that would be great. If you looked at it and Paddock had been established and right now Gore's up and Dave, you mentioned Patino. You go, yeah, these guys are in, man. Like, these guys are legit. And Hosmer had been the guy you hoped for. You had an answer at second base. I mean, Tatis and Machado, I'm fine if you went with that. I think you have three fucking question marks in the outfield. Tommy Pham's going to be great. You feel good about that. We have no idea what Grisham's going to be. No fucking idea no at idea. all. And so you go, you have questions there. You have questions behind the plate. So, yeah. I mean, we were here in 98. We covered that team in 98. And going out and getting Kevin Brown was huge. But Kevin Brown was what you felt like was the missing piece to the puzzle. Yeah. And while I'm excited about Mookie Betts, to me, the feeling is, hey, bring him here. Let's be excited. And then uh, don't get too fucking happy because if we need to, we're going to flip him on the 31st. Yeah, that, that's right? exactly what could happen. Right? I mean, yeah. You know, it's it's funny because the, the Diamondbacks got your guy the other day, you know, between yeah. shows. The guy, they got Marte. So he was the guy you were pushing for. You were saying he'd be the guy that we'd like to come here. Well, not only does he not come here, he comes goes to the team that you and I both said right now yeah. 
were probably the team in between them and the Dodgers for the division in 2020. Two pretty good prospects that, yeah. that they liked from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, so I got Diamondbacks it. paid a fair price, but yeah. not a crazy price. No. Two guys. And very disappointing to go, why? Unless you thought this Mookie Betts thing was worth it, right? I mean, unless you think you're, unless you're all in. Unless you're all in. So I understand what, what you're saying. I sit there and I look at the Diamondbacks and I go, man, you went out and you got Bumgarner. You went out and you got yeah, Marte. You know, it's a you, good off season. It's a good off season for the Diamondbacks. You would think, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think we'll see how they play, but yeah, I mean, look, Bumgarner said he was going to cost you a hundred in California because yeah. of taxes. I don't know if I'm interested in that. Honestly, I told you I did not want Bumgarner here. I yeah. liked everything that he was about in the World Series, but he has a shitload of innings on that arm. Yeah, but if I'm a Diamondbacks fan and I'm looking for a little bit yeah. of excitement, sure. Feeling good about it. and and so if you need two guys, who was it? Margot and who? Right? Uh oh shit. We <laughs> traded Eric Lauer too quick. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Stop it. So yeah, I just think so, Dave. And and if they go out and get them, man, it would be insanely would. crazy, exciting. And let's just see how it plays out. Yep. And best case scenario, man, you're crushing it and you're in the wild card. And worst case scenario, uh, well, I guess worst case scenario would be that he gets hurt. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But mid-range scenario is you try to flip him at the deadline and maybe you get something better than you gave up. You know, right now, if, if you were to come here and people start, you know, playing the lineup game. Yeah. And you go, it used to be years ago, not even that long ago, there wasn't anyone in that lineup that you cared to stick around to watch. Right. All of a sudden, you're looking at Betts, and you're looking at Tatis, and you're looking at Machado, and you're looking at Fam, and you know, right? God damn, right? And you're sitting there going, "This is God what it's damn. supposed to be. This is what you want your favorite team to do." Look, for me, Dave, uh, the other part of it that cannot be said enough would be the addition of subtraction to getting dumb dumb out of here. Yeah, the fucking kid, I can't stand him, and I understand why. To me, he's Andrew Wiggins. He absolutely is Andrew Wiggins from another team I pay attention to. And it, they're absolute coach killers. And I bet Andy Green, we've talked about this. I bet Andy Green just wanted to throttle that fucking yeah, guy. Yeah, like all of us. Right. And I don't know, man. I don't know the guy. I have no Dude, idea. You know he doesn't give a shit. That's all you need to know. Uh, what? Hey. Uh, uh. Get him the fuck out of here. Gone. <laughs> and so, yeah. If you go and you said, well, we made a run at bets, but he ended up signing with the Cardinals, and in exchange we got this and that. But guess what, fuckhead? We got rid of Will Myers and we're out from under that deal. Or we're out from under $40 million of it. We're on the hook for $20 million. I don't care. But I think that's where Fowler's at, and I think Fowler and Seidler – may just pay that money and make a run at it because, dude, you're going to sell a ton of tickets to watch that guy. Ton. Yeah. So pretty exciting. But I'm going to say tomorrow. Tell me the deal you think it's going to cost him. Um, I don't understand, again, why Boston would say, yeah, we're going to take Will Myers. I just don't yeah. understand when they're always talking about cutting costs and getting below the luxury tax. Well, where Will Myers fits in for them at all. I just don't don't get it. How do you think Myers would do in yeah. Fenway? Dude, I thought he was going to do fine here. And the reason I thought he was going to do fine here is he was fine in KC. He was fine in Tampa. And he's going, okay, market size, pressure. 
Oh. He'll be fine here. He goes to Boston and doesn't play up to his capabilities. Yeah. They're going to eat him alive. Yeah. And watching him play, you sit and you go, man, this guy is a five-tool player. Well, he ends up just being a tool. He's just a yeah. fucking asshole that you're tired of already. Yeah. You don't want him here anymore. So He's a five-tool player <laughs> in the ways that you can describe him five different ways as a tool. <laughs> he's, he's very, very frustrating because you say there's no reason why this guy shouldn't be what AJ thought he was going to be. Yeah. And and uh, it's and no matter where you put him, uh, he, he's that guy that makes enough money that doesn't give a shit that we've had to put at every position on the field to try and keep him happy and interested. Yeah, and, that's the uh, way he was, Dave, when he's making three. Yeah, like he drove you nuts when he was making three. Yeah, he's about to make twenty or twenty-one, whatever it is. He just isn't interested. Uh, I mean, doesn't matter where you put him; it's not okay. There's always an excuse of why he can't play wherever. And then you just sit there and you go, this guy's not into it. Whether it's the yeah. walking on and off the field, the one that Do you think was, he hates baseball? Yes, I think he 100% hates baseball. He's one of those guys that where all of us look at a Padre game and go, man, how great would it have been to be a pro? Yeah. And he's a guy that doesn't appreciate it. And who knows if he ever does. I mean, we've heard these stories before of guys that just didn't care about the game. But I remember when he, they put him at first base. And yeah. there's a guy on second. There's a guy on first. And he starts holding the motherfucker on. And yeah. you're like, what are you holding him on for? Yeah. I mean, get your goddamn head out of your ass. Dude, he's played first, third, left, right, center. Yep. And he used to play catcher when he came oh, up. Oh, my God. But at the same time, he's just a goof. I don't think he likes the game. At least when you hear stories that Kevin McReynolds hated baseball and just wanted to yeah. hunt in Arkansas, at least you never accuse Kevin McReynolds of not giving his best no. effort. The guy put up good numbers. No matter where he was, people liked him. They liked him in San Diego. They liked him with the Mets. Yeah, he he always He's bad for the organization, straight out. He's just bad for this organization. Yeah, I, he needs to go. I think I think when I look back at this team and I think about guys that just have bugged me where you couldn't wait for them to be off of this team. I think back to Chris Brown when Chris Brown got here yeah. it was a terrible trade. Absolutely terrible trade that they brought Chris Brown here. And I felt the same way. And I felt this way about Will Myers from day one. And that's the thing. Had you moved Eric Lauer yeah. and you got Will Myers, it wouldn't have bugged me nearly as much. But he has bugged me pretty much from the day he got here because you gave up Trey Turner to get him. And and I remember being bummed because you thought Joe Ross was going to be great. Well, look, Joe Ross may not be an ace, but I wouldn't mind having Joe in, in that rotation right now is a three or four no yeah it'd be all right or is a five yeah i kind of like that dude but on that night it just felt like you were so caught up in the moment that you kind of lost track of yourself and you got a little over your skis yeah and you made a deal that you didn't need to make and then you extended him out because teams make bad deals all the time it's not usual that you trade a top 10 pick within five months of getting him yeah. like they did. But uh, but then extending him with no fucking reason to do it. And for a team that doesn't have necessarily a lot of disposable income and backloading that deal. Just there were so many things that were a disaster about it. And then he just you never felt like. God, he wasn't a $3 million player. So yep. how the fuck's he going to be a $20 million player? So, yeah, if it cost you something 
man, I'll, I'll be really, really interested. If you have to give up something good, then that means Boston took more of that money and you just hope, all right, you know, okay, change I, of pace. Now, I know they answered the question, but I'm going to say it to you anyway. Who do you rather have, Will Myers or Nick Castellanos, who now doesn't want to go by Nicholas, wants to go by Nick? Oh, really? Who, who by the way, makes $16 million a year now. Man, I, I get it. I know defensively he's a wreck. Um, that he made errors and had his challenges. I was at Wrigley Field and watched that guy. Oh, it was ridiculous. He was awesome. Yep. He was freaking awesome. And running around, making plays, getting dirty. All the little bebop girls were all excited. <laughs> the fun night. Um, yeah, I'd take him in a second. Exactly. It's, it's frustrating when you see a guy that you wish was on your team making $4 million uh, less a year yeah. than that punk. Uh, what can, what can I say? It, hopefully the Mookie bets things happens and it's going to be end up being a great week before they head to spring training. Um, wanted to ask you about, um, Philip rivers because the chargers came out and said, basically we're cutting ties with rivers. Well, that's what the claim, but now Glazer's backed off of that. Okay. So Glazer's backed away from that. And so I saw, I saw his deal with uh, Kaplan. Okay. Where, yeah. so he, he, as he said, he, he backs off. The talk is that Rivers ends up in Tampa. Okay. There's Tampa gonna be a, or with, Indy with, with Frank Reich. With Frank Reich would be interesting, but you keep hearing Bruce Arians' name come up. Yeah. The, the quarterback whisper that, that he he would take him over having a guy like Jameis Winston. Yep. It now that Rivers and we knew this day was gonna come. Mm-hmm. Now that Rivers isn't gonna be wearing that Charger uniform, does it feel like those ties to San Diego are, are completely severed right there? That's the move. Wrong guy to ask because while I liked Rivers I'm much more interested in what the Raiders are going to do. I'm really interested in what they're going to do with Carr. Would they be? I don't see them being a player for Rivers because no. I look at them going, no, we need a little bit more of a longer-term answer. Um, I could see the Raiders overpaying for Tannehill and then having wow. Tannehill refer, you know, go back yeah. to being the guy who was in Miami, which would be typical Raiders luck. Do you think the Raiders are done with Carr? Yeah. Wow, and he bought a house right, I mean, directly right next door to well, Gruden. Well, in about half hour, I'll tell him two names he's going to need to know. <laughs> Who are they? They rhyme, they rhyme with Dan Williams and Brian Curry. <laughs> and if he really wants to move it, I'd call TaylorMade Pools, get that pool built back there. Yeah, I, I don't think so, man. I just, I watched him a lot. You've watched him a lot. I think they move on, but... Look, if you're, if you're, I'm very, it's always been my nature. It's really easy for me to cut ties with people. Like you fucked me over. We're yeah. done. Like delete yeah. you from the phone and shit like that. Then I got to call Dave and be like, Hey, whose number is this? <laughs> Happens all the time. He's like, God damn it. That's, uh... It's your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you got her number weirdo. Um, so. The day they left town, I was done with them. Yeah. And then, so I didn't have any time, like, people burning jersey. What? I don't understand that one. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to give up your fucking Darian Gordon jersey. I'm sure that was heartbreaking. Or your Marion Butch jersey. Whatever else you had, your Clinton Hart jersey. Um, So, any like, why would you? I, I just find that to be a reflection on all of you. I'm I he's my quarterback. No, he's not. Like I get it. 
he liked all you guys. It was great. I think he was uh, 100% sincere in all that. That's how much he didn't retire. No. He kept cashing those fucking checks. Sure did. So, hey, while he got all choked up, Laz had to put his hand on his shoulder at the fucking Breitbart Hall of Fame. He got back in that fucking van of his and drove back up and just cha-ching another 20 million. Yes. Good. I don't blame him. Fuck any of you would do it too. But this bullshit that, <laughs> well, now the door's closed. The fucking door's been closed for three years. Move on. <laughs> Fuck. So, yeah, like you guys just sitting there with the with the light on like you're Tom Bodette. No shit. Fucking idiots. <laughs> Come on. I get it. They're not coming back. Like, so yeah. Here's well, they and fucking Nick needs a canapa needs to give it up. Jesus Christ. Like a 10th grade girl that didn't get asked to the dance. Move on. You think AG reads your fucking column? Oh, no. Oh, no. He did not. Johnny called us the Judases. Come on. <laughs> That slander. They don't read your shit. They're reading Malibu magazine. Trying to get an invite to the fucking SAG Awards. They don't give a shit what Nick thinks. Fucking Nick. I will say my favorite Rivers moment of all time. Yeah. Is when they played the Buffalo Bills in 2018. And Vontae Davis at halftime says, fuck it, I retire. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's Hall of Fame bullshit right there. Yeah. I mean, he got a guy to say, this guy is killing me. I'm done with this entire fucking game. I'm walking out at halftime. Yeah. And everybody else who's like, uh, you know, the way they treated Rivers, <laughs> the way they treated Weddle. Well, treat me the same way. Pay JJ? me $200 million. Yeah. The way they treated JJ. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, God damn. Like, again, I I can't say it enough. Like, Dean, Dean to me was a guy who just wanted to be loved in this town. Yep. But he was so fucking stubborn in every decision that he made that he thought you guys should love him just because he owned the football team. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's exactly why I said arrogant and ignorant. There's no way to go through fucking life. <laughs> But they were arrogant and ignorant here, and they're still fucking arrogant and ignorant. So I don't know why all of you are, honey, can you bring the goddamn Tums in here? <laughs> Jesus. It's tight. My chest is tight. Like, why, why put yourself through it? Go ahead. Go ahead. God. I, hey, I'm gonna, what's my Twitter fucking password? You know, you treat it. Ed White. <laughs> you treated last, Babe Laufenberg. Who else? Who else? Got Marion Butts, Kellen Winslow, Fred McCreary. Yes, Bo Orlando. <laughs> Bo Orlando, John Carney. Pissed. You know what? I'll tell you another thing. This motherfucker, John Carney. Yeah, he missed a few big kicks, but John Carney... <laughs> Couldn't kick the ball in the end zone. It's all but right. John Carney was great, and you yep. just bring Wade Ritchie in here and invite John to hold his dick on the way out? You don't think I'm writing that on social media? For the 11 people that follow me, fuck you, buddy. Not tonight, buddy. You're eating shit sandwiches. 
like, like Dean's just sitting there. Susan's like, Dean, come to bed. I'm trying. How do you want me to sleep? Drunk Flannery's killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, man. Like, I I hate to be the one to tell you this because your parents fucking clearly failed you. Your level of self-importance, how you view it and how Dino views it are completely different. Oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, my. Yeah, 100%. You're, I'm with you on that one. My favorite thing is- at the fucking a, club. He is. Having a club sandwich and a fucking dry martini. My favorite thing he said is he asked about the Tums. That, I 100% right? remember my dad always asking for the fucking Tums. Yeah, right? just, it's so funny. Just popping them like yeah. they're fucking wintergreen lifesavers. Oh, my it's gosh. It's not happening. It tastes like shit. It's like, it's like eating chalk. <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Pie. I love it, Susie. I love it. Just Oh, sure. I'll just come to bed. I'll just come to bed. No problem. Did you see what Jay Poser wrote tonight? Did you see my ratings? Oh. It's all tight. God damn, I'm walking the dog. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's in the he backyard. Fucking cutting thousand dollar bills. <laughs> do, you, do you think anything in Rivers Head wishes they had a chance to open that new stadium? Um No, nah, I, I think he I think he Watch him go to like Tampa or, or Indianapolis and first thing he says, first fucking home game I've had in four years. Right? Watch him, watch him take a well, shot. That would be that would be completely true. No, Dave, I, I maybe I think you're right there. I think it'd be different. The guy Look, it's different because he was there one year. I kind of feel bad for Weddle because yeah. it feels like Weddle may be done with the Rams. Again, he was there one year. But, like, yeah, I I would think that when Eric went to the Rams last year, he felt like, hey, play one year at yeah. the Coliseum and then uh, and then I'll move in and I'll, I'll play in the new place and I'll open it. We'll cut the ribbon on that. But... No, man. I, I Rivers is too smart a guy. He knows, like, yeah, it'd be fun to play here, but I could come play here. All I got to do is sign in the NFC West, right? Yeah. I can come play here, and fuck, I'll feel like a visitor again. No kidding. Shit, I may feel like a home team. <laughs> they may actually cheer me when I come here. So, no, I don't think that played any part in it. Um, before we move on to uh, how old are they and how much they're worth, I just want to uh, bring up the, the topic we had the other day, obviously, was about Kobe Bryant. It was, mm-hmm. a, it was the same day that Kobe passed away. You you brought up on the show where I brought it up about what does this compare to? You know oh, what I mean? Uh, yeah, I got a couple for you. Dude, good. I'm, I'm glad it really ran through your head because as far as I can think, and I, obviously we weren't alive with JFK. And, and, right. And I was at, that was a tremendous event. I mean, there's so many different things that we stand out with. There was the Challenger, which was oh, just wow. the anniversary. Yep. Of places where you know where you were when they happened. 9-11 is, is mm-hmm. as big as anything, if not the biggest thing in our lifetime. In my guess, it's the biggest thing in our lifetime. Um, but as far as an individual person, it has been uh, uh, amazing, you know, as yeah. far as what you've seen from so many different people. I, I tell you what, I was really surprised how many people he spoke to in, from Sunday morning because he was yeah. on the helicopter early time. And so we know that he reached out to Shaq's son. Uh-huh. We know that he reached out and talked to LeBron. Yeah. All right. And we know he went to church. Yeah. And so it was like, wow, man. And then I saw a couple interviews. I think it was an old clip from Real Sports where they were saying, he goes, I'm up in the middle of the night all the time. I have so much energy. I have so yeah. much to do that he was, uh, he, he, he was different. He was very motivated in everything that he did. But – 
my, my favorite story before you, you get to what you compare to is when guys were saying if you were on his team and you're wearing the Kobe shoe, yeah, he would like take your shoes off your feet and throw them in the trash can. You're playing like shit. You don't deserve <laughs> to wear my shoes. And he would throw the guy's shoes yeah. in the trash can. So he had no time for the bullshit. Yeah. I, Dave, you feel like you've heard so many stories and then you see more. I'm absolutely kicking myself. I taped, I had set up to record the two games last night. And then I, for some fucking reason, I whiffed on recording the TNT show, which I thought I had yeah. set up. Uh, and I forgot inside the NBA. And so I'm, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of the clips, but I just thought Shaq, I thought Jerry West was incredible in everything he watched and the whole deal. But I was thinking about it the other day, and I think John Lennon was 40 yeah. when he died. And you think about the level of the impact that he did across all areas, right? Cosell with that clip. Elvis was 42. So yeah. I, I think if I have the numbers right, you go Lennon at 40, uh, Kobe at 41, Elvis at 42. But a couple others that I remember that where you just go, man, the grief that everybody felt. I remember when JFK Jr. died. When yeah. JFK Jr. died, it felt like everybody felt it. But the one even bigger than that that I was thinking about was Princess Diana. Yeah. Because Princess Diana, to me, had that same type of thing. And that one, having lived in London for a year and then going back for four months, like just the impact that she had globally is what, and so unexpectedly, when you feel like, so much life to live and so many different things in a horrific car accident in Paris, just like Kobe's helicopter accident. But but you just go, man, watching the different things. And there were just a couple of things that kind of pissed me off about it over the last couple of days. And it was the people on Sunday that if you as the news got out and you found out about Kobe and then you found out about his daughter and you would write something about it. At first, remember, we thought there were five people yeah. and then you found out later on that there were nine. But I know a lot of people, reports got out. Reports got out that said Rick Fox. That's and, crazy. Right? Horrible. So if you wrote anything about hey i'm really sad i'm sad for kobe and i'm sad for um his daughter hey you know there were other people hey fuck Dude, off. somebody did that to me on facebook uh, drop drop them yeah I, like those i just i can't imagine being that miserable in your life where you have to judge me or judge dave for grieving a guy that we knew of i didn't know any of the other seven i feel like we've learned That's a good a, point We've learned a lot about these other yeah. seven in the last couple of days. And you go, man, right? Like yeah. what they all made an impact on their families, in their community, with their friends. And this show understands the grief of unexpected loss, yeah. tragedy better than anybody. But I'm like, you can fucking blow me in the back seat of your mom's fucking station wagon. If you think I'm going to listen to you fucking judge me, fuck off. And then... I'm going to write that back to the guy on Facebook. Yeah. Tell him, hey, hey, guess what? You know what you write him back? Go, I hope your fucking dog dies on your birthday. <laughs> write that. I hope your fucking dog dies on your birthday. 
And then, look, <laughs> we're all aware of what happened in Denver. We're all aware of what happened. And I'm not skipping over it. I look at what Kobe has done as a father in the community, what he's done to impact lives. And I feel like it's a pretty safe bet to say that he has been a positive influence. But I feel like if you're the kind of person that immediately upon the accident goes and tweets out that story, I don't believe you should be have your life threatened. I think that's ridiculous. Again, I can't imagine living with that kind of vile and hate yeah. in your system where that's what you have to do immediately upon the impact when people are trying to figure out was he gone? Is a 13-year-old girl gone? Are our families gone? A mother and a father and a child died. There's other kids left behind that are without parents. Yep. And you, man, I, 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 oh, I can be a real fucking prick. And, but I just never in my life, and it's, listen, I tell my kids all the time, I, I got a glass house, man. You don't see me throwing rocks from the driveway except tonight. And this fucking person is, oh, I can't believe the way I'm treated. Hey, fuck you. Yeah. Like, that's who you are, and we're supposed to look to you like some role model? Holy fuck. I wouldn't want that person anywhere near me. There is enough bad shit in the world. You go ahead and live your fucking life, and if you're justified in your head having that kind of anger and vile and disgusting Fuck, go ahead. Who gives you. a fuck? I can't imagine being there. I just can't. I just can't imagine having that kind of hatred in your heart. Like, wow. I don't know. Like I said, people threatening our lives, and that that to me is unacceptable. As much as I look at it and go, well, I don't need to threaten her life. I just don't need to know her. But I'm looking at all these people now and making this person out in a thousand different ways. I just, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I just, honestly, I couldn't believe it. I know firsthand Dave, you know, firsthand kids. Are, I, I mean, I listened to Ben Maller on Sunday night. We've known Ben a long time. I've known Ben longer than I've known you. What a fucking joke. Yeah. Like if I'm Fox sports radio and I listen to what was out on Sunday night, originating in Los Angeles from that fucking guy, like, dude, that that's the show you're putting out. This is the show. You, I'm not saying you have to. He said he didn't like Kobe. Then fucking talk NFL. Yeah. But I, he's on Sunday night doing shtick and all this other bullshit. God, it was just ben, like. And that, now it's funny. I mean, I've known Ben forever. Here's the deal. Ben as hates, a guy, I like him. Yeah, I got it. Horrible it, it, show. Yeah, he did a horrible job because it, you and I talked about this on the show. We said you look at the NBA guys now. They weren't yeah. around watching Jordan. Kobe was their guy. And that's yeah. exactly what you've seen over the right. last few days. You talk to any of these guys, Kobe was their guy. Now, LeBron's going to be the guy of these young guys that are in the league now. Mm -hmm. But Kobe was was that generation's guy. For Ben to sit there and say he doesn't like Kobe. Kobe ben, I got to tell you, I've known him forever. For as long as I've known him, he's had a personalized Clipper license plate. Okay. He separated Kobe from the Lakers to the Clipper rivalry, which was a huge mistake. This, yeah. this wasn't a basketball deal. This right. was a city that watched a kid grow up from a teenager to a man to a person that's been great in the community, especially great for young women. And you go, you're doing the wrong fucking show. Yeah. He made a huge mistake. And 
it, it's funny. Colin Coward said something on Monday that I, I thought I hit it right on the head because I was thinking about you going to Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. He was saying there are two things in this world that bring people together, sports and music. Yeah. He goes, I've been to concerts where I didn't know the person next to me, but yet we're singing along. Yes, don't. I've been to sporting events, and I'm high-fiving and hugging people I never met. Yeah. He goes, they're the only two things in the world that do that to you. And what Kobe did is through all the different races and religions and politics of, of Los Angeles or even outside of L.A., he brought that whole group of people together. Didn't yeah. matter what color you were. Didn't yeah. matter who your God was. Kobe was a guy that brought people together when it came to sports, and sports is a way of entertainment. Not to say he's the greatest person on the planet, but some of these stories that you read about, if people take the time, I, I talked to you this morning. I love the one in Phoenix where there was yeah. a kid that had a heart defect. Yeah, I put that on Facebook. Oh, you put yeah. it on. Yeah. And so that's twice I've said that too. Oh, yeah, you're the one. Yeah. Jeff has told me this story, and I don't give him credit any of the times. But, but the story was, to make it short, was uh, the doctor asked him, can I get an autographed basketball for this kid? Am yeah, I correct on that? The, no, there was a woman who worked at a hospital, and her husband worked in sports. And the little boy's name was Kobe. And he was gravely ill, and the Lakers were in Phoenix. And just to kind of cheer up the family... The mom who worked at the hospital asked the husband who worked in sports, can you get a signed item from Kobe Bryant? And she never thought it would happen. And Kobe Bryant saw the story and said, well, I'm coming. But no PR, no no cameras, nothing. And came and visited with his family, little boy smiling, alarms going, bells ringing, the whole thing. And just brought that little kid. And they have pictures. The family has pictures, the whole thing. And the woman said after it was done, Kobe said to the mother who worked at the hospital or the wife, what can I do? Is it a financial thing? I'll take care of it. She said, no, it's not. Uh, Just what you did meant a lot. The little boy passed away a week later. And and people, and look, I know there are a bunch of people that have done that, but you just are hearing different stories of. And you know, that's not the only story. You know, this has happened over and over again. Again, for the people that step up to do it, to make that big of a difference, awesome. Right. And so I would just I would just think of, like, for me, Dave, I'm at a point after Jake, after Erica, after too many other people where I just don't have the time for the person with yeah. the article. I don't have the time for the Ben Mallers of the world. I just want to hear stories. Again, I don't turn a blind. Yeah. I, I think the idea of changing the logo is the dumbest fucking oh, thing I've you. ever heard. And fucking Mike Costa who couldn't tell you five guys in the NBA, all of a sudden he's leading the charge to change the logo? Fuck, you didn't even get invited to Radio Row. (laughs) Sit the fuck down. You aren't even at the Super Bowl. No, you're not changing the fucking logo. Jerry West is exactly, when you watch Charles Barkley last night, say you might be the nicest guy in the NBA, the impact Mm. that he made, Jerry West is the logo. Let's not go fucking crazy, okay? Let's not get nuts. We can celebrate it. We can honor his memory. We can look at the impact of what it had to be. Um, the families, the other families, as we learn more about them and we go, man, they're all great people. But anybody who's going to fucking judge you because you've only mentioned Kobe and his daughter, they can go fuck their fist. And anybody else that's going to make it about that. To me, David, it's just in a, a way for them to make it about themselves. I agree. And I find that incredibly yeah. offensive. And it's the one thing I remember asking you when Jake passed away. And I was just waiting to see. And luckily, luckily, to the best of my knowledge, 
we didn't have anybody at the memorial or anywhere before or after that's really made it about them. I felt incredibly fortunate and gratified for you and for Rita and for Josh that people really came there to grieve Jake. Yeah, they and, did. And not to put the oh, spotlight I, yeah. on them. But I've gotten I've gotten nasty messages. Of course. You know, people are but, fucked up. But no one will say it to my face. No, of course not. Nobody will say to my face, your no. son would still be here if you were a better parent. They have no problem oh, right. writing that to me. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have time. Nobody for that would shit. ever say that to my face. No. It would be the worst. It would be the last thing that would ever come out of your mouth. Right. I'll tell you right now. That's the thing. And so I just, man, my kids are 12. They will turn 13 in 2020. When I looked at that picture and I've seen that, God damn it, how about the Nets tonight? They leave those two seats yeah. open. Like, I just, I look at that. At every game, I have pictures of that their mom have taken where I have my arm around Jack, where I have my arm around Cade and we're talking and doing different things and doing it from a parent standpoint. There is nothing like that feeling of just having that with your son. Yes. And that to me, it hit home. I don't have daughters, but boy, I tell you what, looking at Alan Cson and that story and gosh, dang it. I, I'm sorry. I, I lost, uh, I can't remember her name. The woman on ESPN, Richard Deitch on The Athletic yes. Tonight, wrote an unbelievable story about that. God dang it, I've watched it 5,000 times. And she said she was very upset, yep. as a lot of people were on Sunday night, Dave and I included, and she was sitting there, she was getting ready to go on, and she said, I've only met Kobe Bryant one time, and shared with the producer what happened. Yes. And the producer... L. Duncan. Yes. And she said, uh, the producer said, hey, can we, will you tell that story? I think people would like to hear it. She was afraid of making it about her. Yeah. And she tells an amazing story tonight on The Athletic of writing it and editing it, crying while doing it. God dang, man. Like that story about Kobe and everything going on was so awesome. And then when you saw yesterday, we don't have daughters, Dave. You don't yeah. have a daughter. I don't have a daughter. But I just, I loved it. I loved that this unbelievably sad situation reminded a lot of people of how great it is to be a parent. Yeah. When you're a parent, it's just the coolest thing in the world. I love the messages with the hashtag with the girl dad. Yes. You know, Greg Bergman, I saw just put oh, one Oh, I loved it. And I texted him, by the way, because the guys at ESPN LA – from John Ireland to Michael Thompson and the stories that they told of being on the plane, just unbelievable yeah. and really, really good. And so many people impacted. Dave, I'll be there Saturday. Yeah. And I'm going up. I'm taking my sons. And I'm really glad. It worked out really wild the way this all worked out. Alan Horton and, and the Timberwolves are in town for a 12:30 game against the Wolves. Yeah. The original plan was that my sons were going to stay back in San Diego and I was just going by myself. And about three weeks ago, I was chatting with their mom and we were going to get tickets in April to go see the Warriors. Uh, my son Jack loves Golden State and he's becoming more of a Clipper fan. My son Cade digs the Clippers. We were going to go in April because we thought there would be a chance to see both Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. 
My sons had gotten money for Christmas. They wanted to help with their tickets. We kind of looked at a couple of different things. And then I said, hey, I'm just letting you know, you guys know Al Horton. Um, We have a game coming up in February, the 1st. I'm going to be there. We can split four, uh, three tickets four ways so your mom and I can help. You can go see Alan, and it's a little closer. You don't have to wait all the way to April, and it's a little cheaper. And they go, yeah, you know what? And I, I, my son Jack, who loves the Warriors, said, that's better for the family. It's good for me. Let's do that. And I told him, great, I appreciate it. And so we bought tickets. But yeah. had we not done that, I would have been going up there solo. And my sons who love the NBA, their mom who, as a mom, impacted by it, as all parents are. And so we'll be up there, and they'll have the opportunity to go and see the memorial that's that's incredible. And I'll tweet pictures out on Saturday. But I just tell you, Dave, as a parent, and you get it, I'm really, really glad they'll be there with me. Because I just feel like going and seeing that by myself would be impactful and kind of a drag and I would miss them. You know what I wonder is the Lakers will play Friday night against the Trailblazers mm-hmm. and then as you said you're going to be there on Saturday. Well, if you go to a Clipper game now, they cover up anything that's all Lakers. I yeah. wonder I wonder if they leave the Kobe jerseys oh, out. I will bet you a lot. I'll bet you yeah. Woods paycheck, 21 bucks. <laughs> that the that those will be left you know, because I, of Doc Rivers and yes, Palmer and, and the rest. Jerry West. Jerry West, Kawhi yeah. The impact. Paul George, yes. Yeah. I would say. And I would believe they're illuminated. You know, um, Kawhi, by the way, is one of those guys that does the helicopter thing as well. With that guy. Yeah. Same pilot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, one of the things, I, I know you were busy with your, your kids before you came down here, but I retweeted it out. I didn't know if you, you noticed. You brought up the age thing. Mm-hmm. When Kobe walks off the floor for the last time against the Utah Jazz after scoring 60 points, mm-hmm. 4.1 seconds on the clock. The oh, f- wow. 41. Wow. Wow. Kind of crazy. Anyway, just one of those things to throw out there. The numbers game. But um, the one thing I I was thinking about, Dave, the the thing, there's so many things that make you sad. We we touched on a little bit the other night, but you wonder, and I'm sorry if I I said this Sunday. I know you and I talked about it off the air. The Kobe statue has not been unveiled at, at Staples, but wouldn't it be cool and appropriate if they did a, a statue of Kobe and his daughter. Yeah. Which but I'm guessing also make mention of the other seven people that yeah. were lost on Sunday and honor them all. Um, but yeah, but just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been incredibly impactful for, for a lot of people. And I, I think any of us, I don't know. I mean, it's it just, it impacted people across and others weren't look, I'm, I, like I said, I'm not going to sit in the driveway of my glass house and throw yeah. rocks at you. I just, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I'm on this side of the fence and not yours. It'll be interesting to see um, how how the funeral is finally done. They're saying it could be three weeks away. You know, it's up to Vanessa how they're going to do things. If well, they do one, said two, it's Sunday ones. night. Did it? That all of a sudden you said Sunday. Does it go to the Coliseum, or or, or does it go to the Coliseum or the the Rose Bowl? You know, somewhere gigantic. They're not going to go there too far away. And then say, okay, so let's say it's it's at the Coliseum. Do they do a separate one, you know, in a church? As I said, he was a practicing Catholic. And if I'm, what I'm curious to know, and just for me as a sports fan, mm-hmm. who's there? I mean, you're talking basically the, the NBA Hall of Fame. 
yeah. and NFL players and Mike Trout and him were close. And yeah. you know what I mean? It's a huge Eagles fan, you know? Yeah. And so it, it would be one of those. I mean, we've seen famous funerals on television, but man, that would be something else about just a United sports world. I just think, uh, I think about sadly, um, Lakers that have passed away that we've seen, right? Whether it was Chick or Dr. Buss or any others. Yeah. And they were all so good. Like, I, I just think, I mean, right? Shaq would have to talk. You got to have Shaq talk. You got to have Jerry West talk. Of course. Yeah, right? Well, I was disappointed when Shaq said last night that uh, he hadn't spoken to Kobe very often. I mean, basically, he broke it down saying he, he's spoken to that fucking general. Than he, more than he's <laughs> talking to fucking Kobe. That can't be right, Dave. No, he, he, he was he saying got, last night. He, he got it wrong. Yeah. They did that sit down where Kobe right. and him sat down and they kind of interview each good. other. Yeah. 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 Where he talked about that. That hadn't been it. But I just, uh, man, it uh, pretty impactful week, right? Yes, absolutely. Pretty yeah. impactful week. And so. Very sad. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back here. I think the plan is to be back here. Uh, are we coming Sunday night after yeah, the Super Bowl? I'm good. Ah, fuck, man. Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right. Let's do it after the Super Bowl. Yeah, so we'll do a show after the Super Bowl. We'll give you a little bit of what it was like to be in L.A. Oh, that's cool. All right, so uh, before we get to how old are they and how much are they worth, want to mention Dan Williams. Now, look, Dan Williams, I talked to him the other day. This is what he wants. He wants to help you get into your first home. This is what's happening with the rental market. It's the untold story of the real estate mm. in San Diego. If you're currently renting, you know, prices are skyrocketing. It's money that is paid out every month that you just throw away. Month after month, you're making property owners wealthier and wealthier while your hard-earned money disappears. You get nothing to show for it. Dan feels your pain. He says he realizes that he can help his clients out. Get you out of this vicious cycle. All you have to do is give Dan a call, email him, check him out. He wants to help you become a first-time home buyer. So what are you waiting for? People don't understand what a fixed-rate mortgage is. Your payment doesn't go up. Housing inflation protection. So many different things he can explain to you. This is how you get in touch with Dan. His phone number is 858-688-6813. Again, it's 858-688-6813. Also, you can get him Daniel at San Diego Lending.us. Man, there is nothing like the day when you get the keys to your house. There's nothing like it. And you start to make those payments. And look, we've all been there. We've all been there. And you start to make the first payment and the fifth payment. And you go, everything going on. You're like, God dang. This is crazy, right? You just feel like you're running uphill. But next thing you know, you're a couple years in and then you're a couple more years in and you painted and you've changed a few things and all of a sudden you start looking and you go, well, I'm paying this down. And then you take a look at the housing market and you go, well, I paid X amount for this and now this property is worth a lot more than I paid for it. Yep. And you realize the equity that you have in your property and it's just the greatest feeling in the world. And I know exactly what Dan's talking about when he mentions the rental market, because all you're doing is writing that same check and your rent's going up and you're frustrated because your neighbors are this and that, and you have absolutely nothing to show for it. Exactly. And why would you want to do that? If you've been paying rent for five years, the housing market in San Diego has gone crazy and you could have so much equity in there. It's incredible. 
it is time for you to become a homeowner. It's the coolest feeling in the world, and I'm telling you, you will love it. And and it just yeah, it gives you a sense of self worth, a uh, self worth that you may not currently have, but you will have soon enough. Absolutely. And after you you figure out to do things with. Dan, you're going to sit there and you're going to call Brian Curry because Brian Curry knows this market in San Diego better than anyone. He's going to find the right house for you in the right community. Whether you're looking for a bigger house, you're looking for a smaller house, it doesn't matter. Don't forget that Brian Curry is the guy that's been selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's the guy you use 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Back in the Mesa tonight, and it really is where I'm excited to go back to. I, I We talk about all the different areas. I grew up in Cardiff. I lived in La Costa for a long, long time, and I love it. I work in Carlsbad every day, and I love being up there. But, man, La Mesa's home, which is kind of cool. And my sons are there, and they're getting ready for a fun time in their life. And that's it. And so it's lucky for me because I can go to Brian and I can say, hey, listen, Lisa Ann and I need a nice place here in La Mesa. We want to be close to the village so nobody's bugging her for autographs. <laughs> it's great, right? Because on weekends when Nina Hartley comes down, yep. Kay Parker comes down, Jeannie Pepper comes down. Like, I need a little extra room, Brian. You hear what I'm saying? And he'll say, yeah, I hear you exactly. It sounds like a great time. This is where you're going to be, right here in the village. And off I go, and I'm loving life. Now, are you going to have the benefit of five Hall of Famers come hang out with you on a Saturday? <laughs> no, I can't promise you that. But I might be able to get Padre Geekster and Vera and Steve Woods and Paul to stop by. But before they stop by, you got to have a house. That's why you got to call Brian Curry. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. All right, I got. Uh, I'm gonna finish these up for you, and then I have some Mookie Betts news for you. So you want to hang around? Well, I don't have anywhere else to be, so I'll be. Here. <laughs> That's true. You don't like you're starting your car with your remote. Just hold on. Don't push yeah. the button. Tailor made pools. Guess what? We just put you through steps one, through steps two. Here's steps three. Tailor made pools. When you got all that situated, what will make that house perfect? Of course, it's a brand new pool from Tailor Made Pools. Alan Taylor is your guy. He's been doing it for more than 20 years as well. You make your backyard into a staycation. You have people come over. You don't need to sit there and say, what are we going to do? I tell you what, you're going to need to jump in that damn pool. Yep. Call Jeff. Look at all the friends he has. Right. You're going to want to see them in bathing suits. That's all yep. I'm going to say. Don't forget, Taylor May Pools, Alan Taylor doing a great job. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Going to be great. Going to set up the pool volleyball tournament. I'm going to captain the one side. It's going to be me, Honey Wilder, and Lisa Ann. <laughs> and our friend Aaron Creasy is going to uh, captain the other side. It's going to be uh, Aaron, Aunt Peg, <clears throat> and Bridget the Little Lady. Can't use those vile names anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you beautiful. called me a queen earlier in the show. I did. I called you a big fucking queen. I don't know. Apparently that was insulting at some point. Look. I can't think of a better way. I spend so much damn time in my car. Like, I always feel like I'm in my damn car. And I just, once I get settled in La Mesa, I'd be like, Dave, I'm not going anywhere. I got a goddamn tailor-made pool out here. Why would I drive the 125 or the 8 or the 5 or anywhere else when I've got a tailor-made pool? And you can have the brand-new pool put in. But I also think about those of you that had a pool put in a few years ago and you're not necessarily happy with it. Yeah. 
All you got to do is make a call to Allen. Allen and his guys will come and get it. And I tell you what, you think they did amazing work the last couple of years? They're so fired up, and it's been such an incredible couple of weeks for Allen and Amy and Gavin. It's going to be even more beautiful than it was before. Give TaylorMade Pools a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you. Also, don't forget about Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger is your guy for the perfect website. We know your website needs help. Kyle's your guy to fix it for you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Again, he's done DaveAndJeffShow.com and Jake'sProjects.org for us. Couldn't be happier with the work that Kyle does. Uh, here's the thing that we're bringing. Brand new website. WomenWhoBakeWithWeed.com <laughs> Because you can't be smoking weed, right? But you ever had your buddy try to make... Dennis Purdy almost killed me one night because <laughs> he tried to make edibles. And I think he put about 90 pounds of fucking hemp in there. <laughs> I went to a coma. So what we're going to find is womenwhobakewithhemp.com. I think you'd make a lot more money if you changed MILFs it. MILFs with in. tan lines? No, MILFs who bake with weed. Oh, yeah. MILFswithoutkids.com <laughs> is another one created by my man Tim Griffin. Well, that's kind of hard to do, but okay. Yeah. Well, Griff went to Stanford. <laughs> Got it. But the first letter is M, which yeah. is moms. So, oh. okay. That's right. Well, maybe she has a fur baby. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I know bugs me more. People that talk about fur baby or people that claim a birthday month. All of them need to be punched right in the fucking throat. Uh, all those websites coming. And the reason why I'm able to launch all these jailbabes.com coming back. Yes. Uh, girls who can't say no.com. That's God, a good one. That's a good one, right? I've got a whole laundry list. Kyle and I got a bunch of work to do. He's going uh, hiking. Girls who hate clothes.com. Right. Yes. Uh, girls who like dorks.com. <laughs> but 90% of you just had your, ooh, what? Hey, look at that asshole. Look at this guy. Yeah, I know. Look at that shiny suit, son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn, yeah, my boy Fred Boone tonight on MOP Network. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah, that made me very happy. He'll be on all day tomorrow as well. This is fucking yeah. great. That makes me very happy. All right, sorry to get distracted, but when good things happen to good people, that's really cool. My man, uh, Brett Boone, as good as it fucking gets, right? God damn, I got a text. At well, it's probably, what time is it back there? It's uh, after 12. That's 12. Look at him, just kicking back. I know, he's that leaning back in that guy. chair. Jesus. That's that kid. <laughs> Love that guy. All right, God damn, that makes me happy to see Booney. All right, that's good. Uh, thanks, Kyle. Oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to give you this uh, this news right here. Now, I don't know who this guy is, Let me but, hear he's ver but he's verified. It's oh, big deal. So is Woods. Oh, yeah, fuck. Well, then I'm not even going to read this shit. What's his name? Okay, it's either PC Wright or P. Crate. Which one is it? PC Wright. Oh, okay, no, no, here it is. It's P. Creighton is his, is his name. Okay, well, click but on his goes, name and I let's did. see what his credentials are. Okay, it says here, we're ESPN 97.5 in Houston. In Houston? Yep. How many followers? Um, 3,703. I know, you and I have more than him. All right, what do you write? He, hold on, now i got to go back. Um, where the fuck is this? Oh, it says, this is, just came in with 47 minutes ago. Sources have indicated to me that the Red Sox are in discussions with the Dodgers. All right. Okay. To trade Mookie Betts, sides are close. 
got thirty seven hundred followers. I know. What do you want me to say? How He's many, the first guy, though, that has seen verified. What do you want me to tell you? I don't oh, know. Big deal. And how I mean, would he fucking know? He's in Houston. Yeah. Pa- Patrick Creighton's his name. That name sounds familiar. Yeah. What? They, down there banging trash cans? I swear to God, I think this guy might have been an intern for me. <laughs> Dude, I feel like. I'm looking right at him. I feel like we know that name. Yeah. Has he ever been here in San Diego? I don't know. I'd, fuck, I didn't even look it up. He's the only guy reporting it. He's the only guy reporting it. Yeah. All right. Well, fuck. If he gets it right, then we'll give him full credit. Yeah, I don't know. But right now, he's telling this, singing the song we don't want to hear. So fuck off. Fuck, fuck off, Patrick. Yeah. Sorry not to be PC. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, let me hear it. Birthdays. Okay. Here we go. Birthdays. How old are they and how much are they worth? I'm going to throw out the names, and you're going to know right away which one's worth the most. Okay. Paul Ryan, Sarah Gilbert, Heather Graham, Tom Selleck, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Dave, I'm going to go with uh, <laughs> former vice president candidate Paul Ryan from the not-so-great state of Wisconsin. Close, oh, no, I believe it would be Oprah. It would be Oprah. All right, let's go through these right now. How old is Paul Ryan? Paul, you're talking about Paul Ryan, the former yes, senator, the politician. Right? Politician, fifty-one. Fifty. All right. Really good. How how much is he worth? Boy, that's interesting. Yeah, because all these guys are shady as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> especially a fucking guy from Wisconsin. Eight million. God damn, you're really good. Seven point eight million. Ah shit! I round up. I win. Yeah, that's true. You round up, you win. Sarah okay. Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. Uh. Sarah Gilbert, 48. 45. Oh, sorry. Okay. How much is she worth? Oh, yeah. How much is she worth? Dude, she's making money on that. She's been working. Yeah. Like, she's on these shows. She is. Been on those shows a lot. She's executive producer for the Connors. Damn, dude. 13 million? 35 million. Wow. You know, here's the funny thing is, you know, I, I know they're actors, but when you see an actor that's like like eric stone street right from, yeah 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 so he's straight but he kisses the guy on the tv show you right. know what i mean who's gay in real life yeah well sarah gilbert's gay she has to kiss a guy all the time too you yeah. know she seems cool yeah like I, I don't like i don't know enough about her to know but she just always seemed like she'd be a cool kid right yeah i don't know i'm with you all right all right heather graham heather graham roller girl roller girl she was also in the hangover She's also in Austin Powers, the second one. Yeah. I'm going to say she's... She's underrated. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm going to say she's 43. 50. 50? She's a- <laughs> Shit. She's she's a milk without kids. Yes. She's our first feature. <laughs> um, I haven't seen her a lot of shit recently. Let's, call, let's put Heather Graham at uh, 9 million. 25 million. I, that's bullshit. <laughs> Listen, I wish her the best. I don't believe she's worth $25 million. Sorry. $25 million. All don't, right. Don't hate me. Two All more right. to go. Tom right. Selleck. Tom Selleck. Uh, I'm going to say that Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. was a little deceptive because he felt yeah. like he was younger. But he Think would, about it. The show came out, like it was out like 35 years ago. Right. I'm going to say he's 74. God dang, really close. 75. 75. Man, I thought you were going to miss that one. I don't know why I thought you'd be way off on his age. That's why I was trying to help you out with the year. Yeah. 
75 and he's got to be what you say if you said Heather Graham's worth 25, 25 million, million how much is Tom Selleck would you tell me Sarah Gilbert's worth Sarah Gilbert's worth six, 35 million holy shit Tom Selleck's got to be worth 60 million 45 all right that's pretty good okay Oprah holy shit holy shit uh you're gonna be under is what I'm gonna say yeah, I almost said something really, really. It probably, I would have had to call you later and tell you to take that out. <laughs> don't, of the show. Don't, don't say it then. Nothing's worse than me trying to remember to edit. Yeah. Um, Oprah. God dang. 60? 65. 65. No shit. Yep. Okay. It's good. I was, I was between 60 and 63, was my range. And I'm going to say that Oprah is worth $1.4 billion. Not even close. What's she worth? $3.2 billion. Holy shit. Yeah. $3.2 billion. Damn. We had someone on recently that was worth over a billion. I can't remember who. And yeah. It was, it was like, wow, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, $3.2 billion for Oprah. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of cash. What do you think Stedman gets? Does he is he on the is he on the payroll for he her production be. company? He should be. When she's doing this tour, driving around in the Partridge family bus, right? <laughs> driving around, talking to Tap of the Lipkin or whatever the fuck she's doing. Uh, how about my girl Laura Kane the other day? What did she do? She was promoting her podcast. I yeah. may have to tune into this. Uh, it was a year ago. It was a year ago when Laura was in the wow. garage. Did you see that? Wow. I think yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Kaniac being in here. That's cool. She was promoting her podcast, and she had a San Diego State sweatshirt on. She reached around the back and took her bra off. Look at that. And she said, find out why I just took my bra off on the next podcast. I said, look at this little alley cat. Isn't she a little tiger? I love Laura Kane, the greatest. And that podcast is fucking fall over funny. Oh, that's her good. and her buddy Eric. They are crazy funny and good, good people, both of them. Your boy, uh, drunk Flannery, just read the same thing that I just read to you about Mookie yeah. Betts. What did he say? Fuck you, Twitter. <laughs> I'm fucking guys the best. Uh, see. Don't get, don't let my boy drunk. Where's miserable? Did you see? The, God, the fucking Aztec people just beat the they shit. They do. He loves it. Out of miserable Padre Yeah, he fans. loves it. He has to love yeah, it. Dude, he's feeling exactly what I feel with uh, the Chargers. He loves it. He's so fucking, dude. There's like 10 of these idiots that I cannot get enough of because they're all so, they're dumb in the best way, right? Yep. You know what I mean when I tell you. You fucking guys are so dumb. I cannot take it. Like, those would be guys, Dave. Drunk Flannery. Okay, let me ask you this. Which one of these guys would get you kicked out of school first? Okay. Okay, this is the group. Drunk Flannery. Miserable Padre fan. Preller. T-shirt tech. Right? Which one of those guys would just get you kicked out because they just fucking leave you? Ah. Uh, who the fuck else is in this group? Gavin's always pretty fucking yeah, funny. They're all great guys. Yeah. Uh, dude, I'll tell you the guy who would probably get me kicked out because I just cannot. This guy just fucking hits. You know, there's one guy who just hits that nerve that makes you fucking laugh. Is that psycho meaty? Craig Meaty just fucking 
that guy, I don't know what it is about Meaty, but he gets going on that goddamn periscope. Because he drinks. I can't breathe. I fucking love that kid. He's so god. Right? Pete Poiloma, yeah. Billy, all these dudes, right? Stevie V. Yeah. Meaty's wife's going to leave him one day. No. Oh, she's going to leave him. Why? Two reasons. I don't like that. Don't say that. That's my boy. Two reasons. Diehard Lions fan. Three reasons. Get, She's a Lions fan? No, he is. Is that right? Yeah. And, yeah. He's a gambling degenerate. He's not a degenerate. And he, and he treats her terribly. He does One day she's going to wise up and go, what the fuck am I doing at this No, psycho? don't you say that. That's my boy. And then we're going to give her a website. No, we're not. Stop. I don't support any of that. I always get blamed for this shit, and I don't. All right, which one of those? I think fucking miserable, yeah. like, with all respect. Miserable Padre fan, both of you guys would get suspended together, but you guys would have a great time doing it. Uh, yeah, because I, yeah. I love drunk Flannery. Uh, Preller's a fucking maniac. They are. All of them would get you kicked out of school. They don't get they you kicked are. out. They're all just psychotic. Right, but you know, here's the deal. I'm trying to think. If I got kicked out of school with any of them, I wouldn't mind. But I know I'd sit in the parking lot for at least two hours laughing with miserable Padre fan about what just happened. I would like to do this. Can we just do this one game this yeah. year? Just the games. Just the guys I mentioned: Meaty, Flannery, Preller, um, Gavin. Right. Yeah. T-shirt Tech. You, me. Like, if you look out in right field, there's just those areas, upper deck, right field. There's always those seats yeah. where it's just fucking wide open. <laughs> Can we just fucking get yeah, 10? I would do it in a second. I'd go with those guys anywhere. No problem. I'm just saying, just I go to. Bring them in here. I don't care. Let's not get excited. Get those guys. Okay. Let's not get fucking psycho. Okay. Let's not get excited. You just want an exit. You just want what you're saying. I just, you want a way out in case this is a horrible idea. Is that what you're saying? I don't think it will be. I think it'll be so funny. all the years of doing this show is the first time I ever spit up, dude. That was funny as <laughs> shit. Um, but, <laughs> I was drinking right when Jeff said, don't let's not get excited. Yeah. But listen. I completely did a spit take like I was on Letterman. Yeah. We don't need we don't need Costa there. We don't need Woods there fucking sucking up all. You know Woods would just be sitting there talking to all of them. I just want to hear the, you know what I want to hear, Dave. I just want to hear their fucking story. Like, where where'd you come from? Like, who the fuck? What's your background on this team? Yeah. And just sit there and drink That'd beers be cool. out in right field one night. I don't. It should be a Tuesday night game. Dude, I'm get, telling you, dude. I would do it right here. I think it'd be I, again, fascinating. I think just fucking check yourself. Let okay? these guys all say what their history is. What got them to this? Nobody point. wants to listen to it. People we pay fall- for this show. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> let's let's start it there. Let's start it like a Tuesday night game. I'll fucking call Partello. He should, he'll probably charge us a fucking service fee. <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but I'm going to tell him, I want, I just want 10 fucking tickets in that right field section. Sit out there, right? Drink a couple beers. If, uh, oh, Billy's got to be there. We got to bring Billy and, and Pete in Point Loma, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I fucking love those guys. If Stevie Verissimo can come in town and Pointer Dave, since those fuckers are all family, would that just be great? I'm one yeah. of my one of my good buddies works down there. I mean, a lot of guys work down there. Freddie Yulman will hook us up with tickets. Let's that, just go down there. Fine, with I'm in. Let's do all it. All right, we'll find a game, and 
If I missed you and you feel like you should be allowed in, Alan Cson can come. I think I think I think the party might be a little bit too steep for him. Might make him uncomfortable. No, he'd be great. Yeah, he's the most normal one. He's Alan? normal. Yeah. Yeah, he'd look like the guy who yeah. infiltrated the gang. Yeah. Alan is it would be like Marilyn from the Munsters. Everyone right. else would look, be a psycho. He's the only normal looking one. <laughs> well, we're gonna need somebody to drive the shuttle. <laughs> Maybe we could get Rivers fucking uh what happens to that thing that he bought? Did he drive that thing down Guaranteed. to Florida? Drove it straight to Florida. Or did he sell it to Billy Volick? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, we're going to let you guys go. I will see you here Sunday night because my friend Brett Boone is on MLB Network. Yeah. Dave, you'd like this dude. Great guy. <laughs> Thanks. I just laughed when he's leaning back. He's the only guy that leans back in his chair. Fucking one of the best dudes we know, right? Yeah, oh, Without good question. Dude. Good dude. All right, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Enjoy the next couple of days. Take care of your family. Take care of your kids. We'll see you Sunday night with a recap of the Super Bowl and what we saw in L.A. Good deal. So